0: You are listening to Ringsides In Your Corner, brought to you by Ringside Boxing Australia. Welcome to Ringsides In Your Corner, brought to you by Ringside Boxing Australia. My name is Ahmad Al-Huli, and alongside me today are two very special guests, Mr. Billy Hussain and Luke Jackson. Guys, how, how, how are we all? Hey,
1: Ahmed. Uh, I'm great. How are you?
0: Yeah, good, good. I'm good,
2: thanks. I'm good, thanks,
0: guys. Awesome to, to have you both on. Luke Jackson, undefeated professional 15-0, number eight in the in the world in the WBO sanction, former Olympic team captain. Some crazy news coming out of England last night. Luke... Fill us in. What's happening?
2: Um, well, Oscar Valdez was scheduled to fight uh, March 10 in um, in LA uh, to defend his WBO title. Um, myself and my team, um, you know, put our hand up and said that we wanted that fight. Um, we've been chasing that fight for, um, you know, you know, probably eight eight or nine months now. We've thought about Valdez, um, so. Um, they announced last night that uh, the deal is very close for, for him to fight uh, Scott Quigg, Um, which I also know Scott. Um, very good fighter, very good fighter. Um, so they will they will fight on March 10. In LA, um, Eddie Hearn come out and said that the deal is very, very close to being made. Um, they've just got to sign for it now. So look, um, look. It's a great fight. As a fan, um, I'm excited to watch it. You know, I am a fan of boxing. Um, I wanted to fight, but look, it's not my time yet. It isn't. It isn't meant to be.
0: Okay, Billy, your your thoughts?
1: Yeah. Um. um yeah. As as Luke's trainer, I'm a little bit uh, uh, gutted and disappointed that I mean, don't Get me wrong. I love boxing and. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm a fan of the sport and the sweet science and and, and um, most of all, Luke's trainer, first and foremost, Luke's trainer. And I would have loved for us to be in the opposite corner. We were pretty vocal about it. But you know what? It, it's not the right time and timing's everything. And God knows when, God knows best, you know, while we are planning. God's the best of planners. So I'll, I'll the great fight. I love what Scott Quigg has done. After he's lost to Frampton, he's regrouped. He's gone under the radar. He based himself in America. I actually met up with him in LA. I had a great chat with him. He seems happier, healthier, and he's gone under the radar. He's gone and and won a few two or three fights back to back, and he's earned himself a world title shot against Oscar. Uh, Cavalde is and, and uh, look he's a big chance he's a puncher's chance and I know I spoke to Scott Quick about Luke Jackson and I know they they respect him and um, remember Luke uh, about a year ago we got offered a fight with here, you know and yeah that's no I yeah we we got offered the fight um
2: on the Anthony Joshua undercard against Scott Quick. um we just fought in November and they wanted us to back it up in December um and look, that was a few fights ago, and I believe uh, boxing—you can improve a lot in one or two fights. Um, you know, you do another big training camp, and you learn more. And and um, and I agree with Billy. You know, we wasn't ready. And look, one or two fights can make a massive difference in the in a fighter's um, abilities to be ready for the big stage. And um, we wasn't ready then. And and um, look, we wanted this fight with Badis, but. Like Billy said, it's not meant to be, and we have to move on. And um, I, I, I'd like to fight the winner, and that's what. Um, look, I'll, I'll I'll work on um, our next fight, which um, we'll, we will be announcing soon. And and then, look, I'll after I get through my my next fight, um, you know, gold I'll I'll put my hand up to fight the winner of Scott Quigg and Valdez.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Who
2: do you think will win that fight, Luke? Look, it's a it's a it's a very good fight. To be honest, with you, I don't think um, that is for anyone um, probably as good as quick. Um, I think it's probably his hardest fight, um, and I don't think Eddie Hearn would put him in unless they didn't think they were a really good chance of beating him. And um, look, either either all man, it's a 50-50 fight. I think Billy, um, but you know, like. You know, we, we we you know, like we got offered a fight with Scott Quick before, you know. So if Scott Quick wins, then you know maybe we speak to Eddie again, um, Billy, and, and we try and make that fight in the UK. Um, that's something I'd love to do. Or if Valdez wins, we we, we try and speak with top rank again and, and get get a, get another shot. But either or, um, I think it's a great fight, and and I'd I'd like to I'd love to fight the winner. Um, you know, I'm a fan of both of the guys. Like. Even though they're in my division, I, I like watching them both, and and I learn from them both. And you know, I I, I believe I can I can be in there to to, to to give them a good chance, or even win
1: the world title. So that's that's um that's what I want.
0: The good thing
1: about this Luke is that you're in the mix all the time. You're being mentioned by these guys, so your names your name is floating around, and, you're, and that's, that to me is a great sign. There. That that's a right, you know, and, and, um, and you've um.
2: And that's right, Billy. Because you know, and, and they're all—they just—they having hard fights, man. Um, you know, like I mean, every fight at that level is hard. Don't get me wrong. But Oscar's last couple of fights—he's really been tested, man. Um, the Filipino tested him, and um, the other guy—I think he's from Colombia—really um, tested tested him as well. So uh, he got dropped in his last fight. So look, Quick can win this fight. Make no—you know—no mistake about that. Quick can win this fight. Um, and look, either or, or They're going to hurt each other And they're going to bust each other up And um, you know yourself More than anyone that um, you, you, you can't take too much punishment In this game a, fight. A
1: fight. Either way, it's a cracker fight For a world title um, I'm, Honestly Now that um, Quigs with Freddie Roach and, and, and based in LA It'll be interesting, it'll be a really interesting fight Really, really interesting
0: He'll have some good sparring because you know oh, LA's filled with Mexicans, good Mexican fighters. So there, there'll be no shortage right. of Oscar Valdez's out there, or similar Great anyway. Great sparring out there. Great sparring. We went out there and sparred. Um, who was out there sparring? Like um, Alberto oh, uh, Machado. Yeah, Machado. Machado went, yeah. went won won the world
1: title.
2: That was um, you know, and look we just got off the plane and we was going to war man and Dylan Dylan was sparring Miguel Cotto uh, Dylan Emery, and and I was sparring Machado and we just got off the plane from Australia so we was exhausted and and we were giving them great work so they kept inviting us back and um, I think they actually wanted us to stay longer didn't they Bill? They did Um, they
1: asked for an extension for you guys to stay back and Armagh three weeks later Machado wins the WBA um, Super Featherweight World Title
0: Wow yeah yeah
1: It was great, great work, man. opened my eyes
2: up a bit and, you know, what? that's what made me believe I can hold it in there with these guys and, um, you know, because we were giving them great work, man, and um, like I said, we just got off the plane and it was stinking hot over there, so um, we didn't have long to adapt and and then we was going out and we was sparring. um, Who was we sparring, Bill? uh, Nina, Nina,
1: Nina, the undefeated, he was 25, Rodriguez.
2: Saul Rodriguez
1: yeah,
0: no. and
1: Charles.
0: Yeah, wow! Yeah, Saul Rodriguez. Awesome. So, Luke, let's say if they if there was one other fighter that you could fight tomorrow in your weight division, who would that be?
2: Um, well, it would have to be one of the champions. Um, you know, any of the champions, I would love to fight. Um, you know, I just, I just think. Um, you know, Even though I've only had 15 fights, I think that I've, I've, I've earned it by being around the sport for many, many years and being dedicated and staying focused. And, and I train every day, man. I train every day. I have one or two days off a week. Um, I eat a little bit more food um, when I'm in camp, but I train every day. I stay dedicated to the sport. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Um, and I would, I'd love the opportunity to fight for a world title. I mean, I've done, done pretty much everything as an amateur boxer. Um, and it would, you know, I'd, I'd love to fight and win a world title as a professional with my team that we started together, and um, you know, that's that's the goal. So any of the champions, I don't really care. I mean, we we was going the WBA, but then we changed to WBO, and Valdez is a the man there. So if he if he gives me a chance, I'd like that. If 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 Lee Selby or or Abner Mahrez or um, or I think Gary Russell Jr. is the other one. Look, any of them, I just look. I would love to fight any of them.
0: Absolutely. I have like a
2: division, Luke. What a
0: division. Oh. Very hot. Oh,
2: no, no, no.
0: Uh, Luke...
2: thank, God,
0: thank God Lomachenko's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, you mentioned your... He can, go up to... he can
2: keep moving up to lightweight.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting what, what he actually does next. But um, let's go back a bit more. You mentioned your... Your amateur experience. Tell, tell us, tell us a bit about that because I know you've been to a few Olympics, a few national titles, so on and so on. Let let the people out there know, you know, some some of your background and history.
2: Well, I started boxing pretty late. I started when I was eighteen, and and it took off pretty quick. So I had, you know, only ten fights, and I was I was representing Australia at the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne. Um, wow! And I won a bronze. I won a bronze medal there. So. Wow. Look, it took off really quick. I ended up going to two Commonwealth Games. Um, I was a captain at one of them, and then I went to Olympics, and I went to a few World Championships. Um, I had a lot of heartbreak, and I missed out on a, on Beijing Olympics to now teammate and close friend Paul Showtime Fleming.
1: Um,
2: wow! And had to had to regroup and, and and stay there and focus and try and get it again in four years, which I did. Um, Look, I had I had 130 amateur fights, and they were all senior level. And um, 80 of 80 83 or 84 of them were international level. So they were against you know the the best the best in the world. And I learned a lot from that, and I learned how to adjust and against different styles and and just being under under hard you know circumstances like going to a weigh and, and and then going outside in the snow and the bus is gone to get us back to our hotel. So you know having to walk back to the room and, and not knowing where we can eat and, and then having to fight again that day, you know, like just little things like that and always remember little things and that that you have to make adjustments and you have to you have to find a way to, to, to get it done and, and perform under any circumstances. And look a lot of that amateur experience has benefited me as a professional. Like I said, we've only had fifteen fights and um but you know, I think I'm I you know I've I've I think I, you know, can can be better than a 15-foot professional, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, it was a, a great a great career as an amateur, and I was never going to turn professional, but, you know, I, I ended up did, and I'm glad I did, because, you know, I got to work with him, which I believe is the best trainer in the world, um, definitely the best in Australia, really saying and... You know, I've got a great team. I've got Michael Tamora as a manager and uh, and Adam Wilcox as a promoter. And look, you know, I'm I'm just trying to trying to be the best I can be, man. When I turned professional, I said to Billy and that I said I just want to be the best I can be. If that's a, a, a Australian title, a region title, or a world title, we'll just have to see how it is. And and that's my mentality, and that's what I've done my whole career, man. I've never looked too far ahead. I've just I've just stayed focused and stayed grounded and. And we got the Australian title, we got two regional titles, and, and the next in line is a world title. And, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I'm just going to work hard every day and, and listen to my team, listen to my coach, and, and whatever happens, happens, man. You know, you, you, I think it's all, it's all laid out, and we're just going to follow the direction that, we, that we're taking.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned you almost didn't turn professional. Why? What, what was holding you back, Luke?
2: Goal was just uh, I wanted to be an Olympian. That's something that I thought about as a kid. Wow. I didn't know whether it was boxing or was something, but um, I just wanted to be an Olympian. And then obviously I started boxing. So I um, I was I was about to qualify. I'd, I'd beaten Paul Fleming um, three times before, um, and then we had our fourth fight, um, and he beat me by three points and qualified for Beijing. So. That was massive heartbreak for me. So I had to um I had to wait another four years, um, to, to make it happen and luckily I, I got it done and I was the team captain for Australia at the London Olympics and then <coughs> part me then I um I retired from the sport. I, 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 I stopped stopped boxing as amateur but then I felt like something was missing and um, you know, that's all I've sorta of had in my life is boxing. it sort of giving me my direction in life and so then I, I rang Mike Altamora because I met Mike at the Olympics. I was helping him scout the boys over there um, at, at London, like going in and telling them that Mike wants to speak to you from top rank and, and all this, and it's funny how we met. And then, and then I ring him up and I say, Mike, would you be interested in turning me pro? And then he spoke to Billy and the rest is history.
0: Wow, absolutely. You've come a long way, Luke. You've come a long, long way. Um, Luke, Thank you, brother. Thank you for joining us, joining myself, your trainer, Billy Hussain. Before I let you go, any last words from from yourself, Luke? Um, look, I um,
2: hopefully we can we can we can get our chance to find for a world title um soon. Um, you know, thanks for having me on the show, and it's great to get boxing out. You know, boxing regularly speaking on these podcasts, I do actually listen to them. The, um, all the ones that you post I, I enjoy listening to them so um, I really appreciate you, you taking the time to invite me on the show and if you ever want me again on the show just just um, just let me know but I'll be happy to, to come on
0: Thank you very much Luke I, I really appreciate you and your time and efforts it's been great having you Billy any last words?
1: Thanks Luke see you in the gym
2: buddy I'll see you soon <laughs> coach we'll, um, we'll do it we are got to do a three-way and organize this next training camp because we we'll, we have a fight coming up soon that we'll announce next week. So maybe you can get me back on the show and we'll talk about that.
0: Always happy awesome, to. Brother. Always happy to. Well, all right, guys. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank you. Thank you for joining you. me on Ringsides in your corner. Take care. Catch you all next thank week. You.